0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Oh welcome in. Rob Black and Ronnie, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. What do you say these days? Happy Thursday, good Thursday? Or does it all sound kind of wrong? I think it all sounds kind of wrong with the headline news, but good golly, Miss Molly, isn't it a happy Thursday when you take a look at what's been happening on Wall Street? Uh, I got a great email for you today. <laughs> it's it's worth the, the price of admission today. NASDAQ hits an all-time high. Or oh, no, 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 no. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, how else do you say that? So, things are doing well. So... Let's hit the top stories of the day. J.M. Smucker is in the news. I know you're saying J.M. Smuckers. Why is Rob talking about J.M. Smuckers? It's a good question. (laughs) Because they're a, a company that puts product on grocery stores. And we wiped out the grocery stores in March and April. We'll take your toilet paper, we'll take your Husan sauce, we'll take your J.M. Smuckers. Anything that we can get. They beat on top and bottom, which means they beat on revenue and they beat on earnings. Um, 2021, guidance was below consensus. Okay. So, Wall Street's kind of about, what have you done for me lately, right? Um, there's some companies that you've probably never heard of. One of them maybe you want to, one of them maybe you don't. There's somebody called Smartsheet. They're issuing downside guidance. Um, quarterly results beat expectations. So again, a lot of companies have managed the earnings. They've engineered their earnings on the downside, and now they're they're showing us they're gonna be down for the rest of the year. Cloudera is essentially doing the same thing. Cloudera with the cloud software companies. They're issuing downside revenue guidance. Okay. Other top stories to note. Um, Japan's government is expected to present a second extra budget on June 8th. Um, there may be a third budget needed. All countries operate a little bit differently, but all countries that I can see essentially right now are throwing stimulus at their economies. China's going to allow foreign air carriers that currently do not operate in China to establish service to one Chinese city. Interesting. This comes after the United States took steps to ban Chinese carriers from operating passenger flights to the United States. A lot of politics. A lot of positioning. I used to call it saber-rattling, but that just sounds kind of stupid. Um, China the United States is in play right now. L Brands. Think sexy, sexy. Think for uh, Victoria's Secret. What's your secret, Victoria? Tell me. You, oh, you have a lot of debt. <laughs> oh, thanks, Victoria. That kind of kills the mood. So, L Brands is offering to sell 750 million aggregate principal. Um, some more secured debt. It, it comes to a point to me that I'm just not interested in some types of companies. Uh, one, the trend of high-end bras, where you go to a mall to buy them, is climbing. Into a company that has a lot of debt and <laughs> operates in, high, in in malls uh, with high-end lingerie doesn't uh, – I'm not even going to say high-end lingerie. I'm going to say overpriced. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I shut up now. I shut up. It's the Rob Black and your lingerie show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, markets. S&P 500 is down slightly. Dow down slightly. When I talk slightly, I'm talking Hot. Um, not tenths, but down one hundredths. So, the Dow is down six one hundredths of a percentage point. Like, whoa. Or I could say six tenths of one percent. Ugh. Now, uh, U.S. trade deficit widens as exports hit 10-year low in the United States. Again, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise, in my opinion. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. teacher calls on the air. A lot of the economic headlines right now, we kind of know, are coming. Bad. Stock market made another impressive run yesterday, holding fast to the recovery optimism. That's the plot right now. The story is... COVID wrecks economy. Now, the question is, can economy get set up correctly? And right now, the stock market is saying that it can. I'm going to share a crazy email with you later today. Um, outperformance of cyclical sectors yesterday and small-cap stocks telling you, again, domestic economies getting back online. Small-cap stocks a reflection of, oh, we don't do business in China. Oh, we don't do business in Europe. Oh, we don't have currency translations. <laughs> So small cap, more indicative of uh, the U.S. getting back online. And then you get cyclical, tied towards building things, um, and you see where we are. Value was in the lead yesterday. So there was still, again, a little bit of sector rotation. Uh, Pretty normal when you're having like a nonstop rally in the stock market, and then there's a pause, and there's a little bit of a rally. People look for areas where they can put new money. They're putting in a little bit of value right now. Um, there's a fear of missing out. <laughs> that email that I keep referencing. This guy's pissed. He's pissed at the stock market doing as well as it is. So this is kind of like whee, a roller coaster, right? 800 516 to get your calls on the air. The stock market is having a Plain old run right now. Uh, Carefree momentum. Chug it along. It's the train. Woo woo until it's not. That's the one thing I'm going to throw out there for you because that always, I know it's a buzzkill, but it always ends up happening. Initial claims the week ending May 30th decreased by 249,000 to 1.8 million. First time unemployment claims come out on every Thursday. And it what well, we're clearly unemployment is an issue right now. So we pay attention to that. The trade deficit widened to forty nine billion in April from an upwardly revised forty two billion. That's one of the uh, areas that drives Trump loco. He wants us to basically match dollar for dollar of what we we take from another country, we send out to another country. And that's not that's clearly not happening with the trade deficit. With that said, we've seen it at much crazier numbers. I don't think that's a number that you care about. It's not one that I could just probably skip. Uh, productivity was revised up from 2.5% to 9%. So two whole units lower. That's not too shabby. Um, what's worthy to throw out there is... Productivity is going to be one of those areas that economists look at as we change the way our businesses operate. Are you as productive at home as you are at work? Are you more productive because you just bought a brand new shiny computer? Are you less productive because your daughter needs you to help her knit a flag? I don't know. You're trying to hear saying knit flags. Do kids knit? Probably not. to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Don't be shy today. I want to get some calls coming in if that's possible. Anything we want to talk about, we can talk about. Zoom, their CEO is in the news today saying they got over 14,000 customers, but Facebook and Google and Apple and Cisco are all coming for them. Top-line revenues are growing at 40%. The company's model is based on the annual subscriptions. We don't know a lot about this company, do we? That's what I'm learning. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So I guess this was the bad... You're to nickname or name your dog COVID nineteen. You're out on a trail and you're like, "Good COVID nineteen, come here, COVID 19 Yeah, it's too soon, right? You can't even crack a joke on these days. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls in the air. Markets are starting mm, to look a little bit more frothy. We just seem to be going higher and froth. You know that that like that white creamy stuff that's on top of an ocean. Uh, wave, It's frothy. It's it's not a quality wave at this point. It's starting to break a bit. But we continue to move higher. SP500 down one day. Dow is up two. I couldn't imagine a smaller number to say out loud because it's up 1.01%. Just a teeny, teeny, tiny skosh. Like, Do you remember that movie, Orca, the killer whale? Where Bo Derek was the... Girlfriend for all of about three minutes of the movie. Clearly, some man went whaling, killed a, a a mother, I suppose, and a baby whale. And the, like the baby whale dies, and the mother goes on revenge, or the father goes on revenge, or something like that. I know you're saying, this was a movie? I, I now know what I'm doing on Friday night. So the whale hunts down a woman who's on land, keep in mind. And she, some for some reason, goes into a shanty when a, a whale's hunting on you. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? whale? Don't open the door. Don't open the door. And she opens the door. And the whale jumps out of the water and bites her leg off. Like, just a teeny, teeny, leaves her alive, just takes off a leg because her husband or boyfriend killed her baby or something like that. I think that's the best way I could explain it. Um, but that's exactly how much the market's moving today. Just a little bite. Just a, if I'm a killer whale and I'm going to jump 100 feet out of the air and I'm going to try to get revenge, I'm taking the whole head and everything. I'm going gusto, not just a little leg, not just a little uh, little like the sausage before dinner, just a little heart. No, no. So you get the ideas there, where I'm coming at. Stocks look to break four-day winning streak. New jobless claims is are in the are in the crosshair. Is in the crosshair is uh, jobless claims. So, again, this is probably the, the COVID story to me, right? How many people lose their jobs? How, many, how long does it take for people to get back to their jobs? So, the S P 500 closed out its longest winning streak since early February. Speaking of which, can I almost get a golf clap? The S P p 500 had the greatest 50-day rally in the history of the S P p 500. Now, we're not going to talk about what happened right before that 50 days where the stock market went into the toilet. But do you see how commercials could be totally misleading? I could say right now, gold sucks. I could say real estate sucks. I could say the S&P 500 is returning 37.7% in 50 days. Does gold do that now? Does real estate do that now? And you'd be like, "Uh, well, what did it do 100 days ago? (laughs) You'd be like, can we get a little bit more data? And that's fair. So the market just had its best 50-day period ever. Do I think we should get a pause that refreshes? Yes. Am I betting on it? No. Would it be interesting? No. Uh, I'm not one of those that goes short-term market bets. Adidas sales have already returned to growth in China. Huh. Let's think about that for a second. Obviously, when you say Adidas, I say Nike. You say Adidas, I say Nike. You don't have to necessarily like the story or see insight from Adidas, but there is. It's a German sportswear giant, um, which I was interested in 20 years ago. I learned the correct way to say it is uh, Adidas. And you're like, no, that's not going to fly, Rob. Say Adidas or I'm going to come to your office and slap you today. Sales growth turned positive in greater China for the month of May. And Adidas said it now expected second quarter sales in the region to be similar to the previous year. Store traffic was below that of May 2019, but exceptional growth in e-commerce, they said. Again, how many companies are going to switch to e-commerce models? How many jobs do we lose in the long term because of that? How many jobs do we create? What are the margins as more and more companies say, you know, e-commerce is okay for us. And as people go, you know what, Um, there's riots and there's COVID, um, and there's unemployment. Oh, my. I'm not going to go to a mall. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Um, COVID and uh, no, Okay, I'll shut up. So three-quarters of Adidas stores in Europe have all reopened. So you're kind of seeing that when things shut down, they do kind of open back up in the world. And I, 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 it's almost that simple. China's good news for Adidas. Um, including China working for Adidas is good news for Nike and good news for Puma. Greater China is one of the fastest growing regions for companies like apparel makers like Adidas, Nike, and Puma. Um, Now, Adidas also went on to say, hey, we're seeing stores reopen in Europe, stores reopen in China. Solid, 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 right? Right. They did still say we see a 40% drop in sales in the second quarter, which is large. It's large, right? 40%. It's not non-inconsequential. So, they're saying there is a reality here, you know? Um, But it is nice to see the stores starting to pop open. Nice on an economic level. Nice on a, can we get this COVID story put behind us at some point in our lives level? 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 1.9 million more Americans file jobless claims. Uh, telling you that this is, its the numbers are starting to get to where we want them to. We don't want them at 6 million. We don't want them at 5 million. We don't want them at 4 million. We don't want them at 3. We're at about 2 million. When that number pulls all the way back to about 300,000, that'll be a positive thing. There's going to be some layoffs. There's going to be some people quit naturally in society, finally not employment But this is too I have a number. Um, over the last 11 weeks, the total, if you were to throw out the calculator sound effect in your head, 42.6 million Americans have sought jobless benefits. Um, now, again, the latest total... You want to look back one week. Keep in mind that's not perfect. Um, was below the 2.1 million mark. So 2.1 million, starting to slow to 1.9 million. We wanted to get it down to 300, 400 thousand, and that's going to feel a lot better. That's going to feel like okay, we're no longer cutting jobs. Now maybe we'll start adding jobs. Jobs are important. to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Coming up, I'm going to talk about the travel industry and the rebound. And Barron's has an article today about a couple of stocks that you may want to look at. Barron's is a magazine that I like very much. It comes out on weekends. I think it shows the pluses and the minuses of the economy, the pluses and the minuses of the stock market, the pluses and the minuses of sectors, and the pluses and minuses of stocks. Um, I think it's usually a pretty good read. I don't read it cover to cover like I used to, but I read a good eighty-five percent of it. So, uh, well-written financial rad Barrons B A R R O N S eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little about some travel stocks that Barron sees as interesting plays on the economic rebound. I'm Rob Black for NewFocusFinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm not smart enough to give any opinion on what's happening in the streets of the world right now. I can tell you it's impressive. And it has to be thought-provoking. Um... Hopefully, you are taking part in this in some way, shape, or form in a positive way. One of the areas that I do want to get back to normal because the show is a lot easier to do when it's back to normal, one of the areas is travel and leisure. I do not think this is a surprise. Um, We like to travel. I'm starting to think about my summer vacation. I'm like, I want it as warm as possible, but I'm not sure I'm in a plane yet. I'm not sure if I can convince my loved ones, let's get in a plane. Seems ridiculous. Um, but it's true. So I, I'm jonesing for that. I think a lot of America's jonesing for it. Walt Disney's announcement last week that it plans to reopen its biggest U.S. theme parks in July with everything as sanitized as the love affair between Donald and Daisy Duck it could possibly be. Donald and Daisy were cute. I don't think they ever kissed, but man, did they have a shine for each other. Very clean love, though, right? No one can get upset from a duck loving another duck. That's just nature. So Disney's going to keep things very sanitized. And, yeah, I, I think they have the model where they can you know, have a little extra cleaners per person in the park. Um, they can up their numbers, and they'll be fine. In the past two weeks, the shares of hotels, cruise lines, and airlines have all jumped over 20%. The market hasn't jumped 20% in the last two weeks, but hotels, cruise lines, and airlines have, telling us that they see Disney six months from now as a destination, and we will take hotels and we will take airlines to get to places like Disney. Americans have been pent up for probably 60 days, 80 days. Enough time to become a bunker mentality. Travel demand is pent up, too. It's like in America, if we save money, we will eventually spend money. If we earn money, we will eventually spend money. Very few people will die with a million dollars in the bank. It's worthy of no. That's why when we had jobs in abundance in January and February, oh, those were the days. Easy for the economy to work when we have paychecks coming in. So, the travel stocks are up twenty percent in two weeks, but they're still down about thirty percent for the year. The Nasdaq just took out—you know—it's pre-market pre-COVID uh, highs. The Nasdaq, not all the market, but it, it's all pretty darn close, and it's all pretty darn impressive. Now, if I were to look through the wreckage of travel, Barron's gave me a pretty good guide in case I'm missing anything in my head. I know I'm always going to check Southwest. I think they're a functioning, a profit functioning airline. They're always going to be interesting to me. If we're coming out of, and forgive me for saying this, if we're coming out of a crisis like 9-11, I'm always going to look for something like a Southwest. Um, in large part, 25 years of profitability. It's enough said. Delta's too bloated for me. I get it. They can have a lot of leverage coming out of, uh, well, the airlines basically all went bankrupt in the two thousands. The big ones, and or they merged or consolidated with each other, so they wiped off a lot of debt. <coughs> Which is one of the reasons they once they got their capacity thing figured out and they stopped getting into pricing wars with one another, Delta was a pretty smart play. Not my kind of play, but I get it. How about extended stay America? Now with extended stay America, you're not talking high end luxury hotels, right? So, you're talking people like me this summer want to get out. I want to change my bed. I want to change my linens. I want to all take an extended stay. Darn it. Um, This weekend, we're going to get Vegas opening up. So, keep an eyeball on Las Vegas Sands. So, there's a company called Lindblad Expedition Holdings. sticker ticker symbol L-I-N-D. I've never heard of it. So, when I look at something like um, Barron's, and they give me a list of seven stocks... And they're saying the broader economy is in a recession, but the travel industry is going through a depression. Um, some of these stocks are still down 20%, 30% from their highs, pre-market flummox. But now that we know there's going to be a lot of stimulus, people will eventually use the pent-up demand. We're not dying. We're not going to a population of zero. We can figure this all out. The problem with with... <laughs> Uh, leisure stocks right now is it's it's going to be linear. It's not going to be linear. It's going to be fits and starts. Um, so some areas will come back faster. Some areas will be considered more attractive. Um, Myrtle Beach, you know, nice and warm, hot area, might be a little bit more attractive than Virginia Beach, which might be a little bit more attractive than Maine. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm going to the Mentality of we've been pent up for the winter, kind of idea. So it's going to be lumpy and it's going to be lumpy. That's out there. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Did you see James Corden? James Corden talked to his um, band member, Reggie Watts, the other night. Pretty moving to see two grown men cry on TV. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So if you get a chance to go to YouTube and man, YouTube must be doing well right now, don't know if you watched the shuttle not the shuttle launch, the rocket launch on Saturday. Um, a lot of YouTube sites got like burned out like too many people were trying to jump on and watch it, but also, I think a lot of people are starting to learn my sugar burger learned um, I was like put the, put the rocket on, and she goes what channel I'm like, uh, it's on YouTube, it's alive. she's like YouTube has live TV." Yeah, 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 just do it. You'll you'll see it. <laughs> but go to YouTube, hit Musk, look at the head page. You'll you'll see it. You'll see it. You'll see it. So a lot of people are starting to see some robustness of some of these services. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty each calls in the air. Trade deficit widens as exports hit ten year low. More workers are filing jobless claims than expected. Um, it's going to be a, a problem number, and adding jobs will be a stingy process. We just went through a process where many people felt like they almost lost their job or their business. They're going to hire people back very, very slowly. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think there's right answers when it comes to the economy and finance. I think there's compromises. Um, we're going to have, for instance, a compromise with our economy is we're going to have to keep it cleaner. Places like restaurants and airlines keeping it cleaner, is that free or is that cheap? It, 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 it's, or, or what is it? It's, it's expensive. There's a great story. Do you remember Boston Chicken? I think it was called Boston Chicken before. it's called Boston Market. And probably in the mid-90s, they started popping these stores up. Do you remember these? And you would go and you're like, whoa, $6 for like a beautiful Piece of like fresh, really roasted chicken and unbelievable sides that were tasty and delicious. And you're like, I'm gonna go in the bathroom because I, I, oh, the bathroom is clean enough to eat in. Like, whoa. And I was like, that'll never work. What works in America profit wise is McDonald's. Um, you go and you kind of know what to expect. There's a good chance when you go into the bathroom that it's gonna be slippery. <laughs> and you're like, what's under my feet? There's a good chance when you get a meal, you're going to go, Wow, well, I should, probably shouldn't have got the 20 nuggets or the 10 nuggets. I should, probably should have got like the four nuggets. That's going to happen. That's uh, McDonald's for you, right? But Boston Market was awesome. They were both publicly traded, and Boston Market added store after store after store, kind of like Pete's Coffee. They kind of copied Starbucks, and it's add store after store after store. And the revenue looked great, and the revenue looked great. And then we started thinking about profitability, and we're like... Let's see how profitable these stores are. Now that we have 10 of them, or we have 100 of them, or we have 1,000, let's see how profitable they are. And what we learned is a clean bathroom and tasty and delicious food is expensive. The margins weren't as attractive when you compared it to their mall store next to them, McDonald's. Rock, scissors, paper, with McDonald's and Boston chicken, if you want it, flavor. You went with the Boston market, Boston chicken. If you wanted um, profitability, you went with McDonald's. And as a pro, as a stock guy, it was a rock scissors paper, clear cut decision for me. Which brings me into that turmoil in my life of I like to I like to put my money where my mouth is. So if I own shares of McDonald's, I feel like I have to eat McDonald's on occasion. Oh, I'm not going to say the joke that I'm not allowed to say about McDonald's, but if anyone wants to email me, it's rob at robblack.com, rob at com, if you want as well. I will tell you a slightly dirty McDonald's joke. Nah, I won't do that. I'm taking it back. Just go Google slightly dirty McDonald's jokes if you want a slightly dirty joke. 800 516 20 beach each in the air. Again, the S&P 500 said its greatest 50-day rally in the history of the S&P 500. That makes no mention of what got it so low, to give it a springboard start. But it does tell you we've had a lot of buy, 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 buy over the last 50 days. Wall Street's made up of buyers, winners and losers. Wall Street's made up of buyers and sellers. Not just buy, 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 buy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, NASDAQ 100 index hits a record high racing losses from the coronavirus pandemic. Is it because the tech companies were uniquely positioned to go into a pandemic with a lot of cash and to come out of a pandemic um, buying some of their competitors or seeing their competitors weakened? Or is it just because we love big tech companies? Shares of Charles Schwab jump after sources say Department of Justice has approved the deal with TD Ameritrade. Uh, mergers and acquisitions are always a sign of interest in Wall Street within Wall Street. I like to see other companies buy other companies. In large part, it tells me I'm playing in the right sandbox, so to speak. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Which way do we move these days? Tim Cook just published an open letter on racism on Apple's homepage. American Airlines... And other carriers are adding summer flights as passengers slowly return. You could look at the economic story uh, of passengers slowly returning. That's a good one. That's something you can grab onto. You could look at Apple talking about an open letter on racism on their homepage and go, I wonder if they do that well. I wonder if that's the area that, like, American Airlines saying we're adding more flights this summer. Like, oh, you fly planes, we get it. Should Apple be in the business of writing letters? I can tell you yesterday I spent a little time with Apple's store online from their homepage. They've done a really good job. Um, If people like me who don't really like going to malls in the first place, it was painful when the sugar booger would say, hey, I want to go buy new shoes. You want to go to the mall with me? I'd be like, no. And she's like, "Mm, you're not going to get. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go. And I hated it. So, I love seeing things like Apple putting up a virtual store that's pretty damn impressive. As far as websites go, go check out Apple.com later today if you want. But Apple's CEO, Tim Cook, published an open letter on Apple's homepage, Speaking Up on Racism, was the title. It addresses the senseless death of George Floyd while in police custody, deeply rooted discrimination in the justice system the disproportionate toll of disease on black and brown communities and inequalities in childhood education. It's a pretty smart letter. It's tough to to like not go. That was well done. Some companies know how to do these things. Some companies don't clearly speaking up on racism is a smart thing. Going forward. I grew up in a military family and, uh, my father was a colonel, and he served two tours in Vietnam. And what I often said as a teenager and you know a young man in my 20s was, there's not a lot of racism in the military. And I couldn't be more wrong because you even say the fact that there's no racism in the military. I was taught to behave. I was taught don't give flack to... Other kids in school who my dad may be their boss, other kids in school who my dad may send them to war, other kids in school who my dad may have to have their back in a firefight. Um, My dad was an intelligence officer in his first tour of Vietnam and he was a tank commander in the second. He was bad. He was a bad man. And I feared him when he said, don't ever give flack to any other kid who is below my rank. My don't to their dad. You know, I had to play nice. And the military, they put little signs on the streets like this is where the colonel lives and this is where the major lives. And this is where the lieutenant's family lives. So (laughs) I knew my dad was a higher rank than everyone but the generals. It it was it was a weird class system. And. Every society has its protectors of status quo and its fraternities of indifferent who are notorious for sleeping through revolutions. And I think we all think we're better than we are. So I'll throw that down. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. The Lance Armstrong documentary. If you get a chance to watch it, fascinating. <laughs> Here's a man who got very, very rich from cheating. And we've rewarded him. He was an aggressive cheater from day one. He was an, he was never a good bicyclist. He was Well, he probably was a good bicyclist. But he was an aggressive cheater, and we financially rewarded him. And we tore him down, and he's still financially doing okay. Is that partially what's wrong with our economic injustice system? Cheating is rewarded? I think there's actually a little bit of truth to that. NASDAQ 100 hits a record high racing losses from coronavirus pandemic. What will be interesting by the end of the day is can we hold that high? Psychologically, we've crossed in that area. 56%. Listen to this statistic. Um, Colleges, as the middle class lost their jobs in the last couple of months, over 30 million. Americans lost their jobs. We're starting to look back towards the fall, and we're starting to see things open up. We're starting to talk about travel. We're starting to talk about leisure. And one of the things that we're starting to talk about is kids going back to school and 56% of college students say they can no longer afford their tuition tab. That's a lot, especially when you say 56% no longer. I look at the college industry not as an education system. I look at it as big business. I know you're saying, man, you are jaded. I am jaded. <laughs> With unemployment spiking to levels not seen since the Great Depression and the hiring freezes instituted across industries, college affordability is particularly stained and smashed right now. Forty percent of parents had to tap their child's college fund to help cover expenses during the economic fallout. What was supposed to be a piggy bank for school became a piggy bank for costs of living. I always say if you can avoid that, do good website to learn about Saving for College is savingforcollege.com. That's savingforcollege.com. Stupid name of our website? Sure. Simple, easy to remember? Yeah. Uh, Does it do exactly what it tells you it's going to do? Yes. It'll teach you a little bit about some of the opportunities and ways that you will be able to save. One in four Americans are skipping meals or relying on food donations during the pandemic. Good time to be friendly to your neighbor. With tens of millions of Americans unemployed, it's no surprise that Americans are purchasing their food um, on a skimpier level or they're missing a meal. 26% of Americans report that they or a member of their family have gone without meals or relied on charities or government programs to obtain groceries. Is that the United States you want to live in? Can't answer that for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Got a great email that I'm going to talk about. Just the headline, the stock market has failed. Love that. This is someone who has been listening to me for over 20 years. He was a young 30-year-old man. Now he's a 52-year-old man. He's got $4 million plus. <laughs> He loves to work. Um, works in the healthcare industry. And he thinks until the COVID crisis that he had belief in the stock market, and now he's just looking and going, what is going on? Why are we at records? The stock market has failed. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.